0: Oh wow, look at this. Today is such a victory of love, of one person's devoted, yes, to God, but also the love of a congregation that nurtured Lexi's faith all along the way. This is a snapshot of the church at its best, bearing witness to the journey. Shirley Paul, great architect of the Christian church, would be so proud. Let us hear his wise words now, written to his young congregation so many years ago in Rome, but also written to Lexi and to each one of us as well. Chapter 12 Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. And if it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do so diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. May it be so.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for being here to witness and share this glorious day with Alexandra. The gospel reading today is from the Gospel of Mark verses 28 through 31. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well he asked him which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered the first is Hear, O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God in spirit, for the word of God amongst us, thanks be to God.
2: Well, it is wonderful to be back. (laughs) It's wonderful to hear the choir sing, to hear the wonderful Skinner organ, to see so many familiar faces, and to be meeting new people this afternoon, which is also such a pleasure. I look forward to hearing the handbell choir a little bit later on in the service. Just to fill you in a little bit on what I've been doing since I left here, since I've retired with Bill to the Cape. Bill and I belong to a very, very small village church in Centerville on Cape Cod. It's a UCC church where I am moderator, and Bill serves on the financial team. We led the process of deciding to become an open and affirming congregation recently. Bill and I play in the bell choir, which is why I'm particularly interested in hearing your bell choir. (laughs) And we're proud to say that we finally have enough members to play a whole octave. (laughs) It is a small church. Bill was, the start, was on the startup team for the church's homeless ministry in Hyannis. We have monthly services outdoors year round over there, provide food and clothing to those who are living on the street. And I volunteer in the waiting room of a community health center for people who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless. I am the waiting room concierge. They asked me when I first started there if I wanted that written on my badge. (laughs) And I said, no thank you, because I will spend my life explaining what a concierge is. (laughs) Coming back to United Parish feels like coming home. Being in this pulpit where I preach almost every Sunday for 29 years is such a great joy. It's an honor to be here on Lexi's special day, and I'd like to share just a few words with you this afternoon. It all started with a dog. Actually, it started with two dogs. The Boudros had a dog named Perion. Perion was a Lhasa Apso. And we remember Perion well. He was a calm dog, a well-behaved dog on did not eat garbage off the street. (laughs) He walked nicely, if somewhat slowly, and he seemed to understand that a walk was for exercise and fresh air. He ignored squirrels and chipmunks. He did not chase them. He had a certain dignity about him, a certain poise and self-possession. The Coughlins had a dog, too. (laughs) His name was Luke, and we spelled it L-U-C because it was short for Lucienne. He was a Bichon Frise, something of a frou-frou dog, but he didn't know it. He thought he was a mutt. He zigzagged from one side of the sidewalk to the other, making every walk twice the distance that it should have been. He ran and jumped and ducked under bushes and chased squirrels and chipmunks. He constantly looked for garbage. (laughs) Luke's idea of a good walk was finding a pizza crust or a chicken bone under the leaves and bringing it home and eating it on the way. Luke had no sense of dignity, no quality of sophistication, no clue of style. But Perion and Luke were the reason that the Boudreaux and the Coglins got to know each other. There is nothing like a dog to help you meet your neighbors, and it turned out that the Boudreaux were our next door neighbors. The Coglins lived in the parsonage, and the Boudreaux in St. Mark's condos. Now, Lexi was not on the scene at first, but it came to pass that a beautiful brand new baby arrived in the neighborhood. I watched Lexi grow up almost from the day that she was born. I baptized her as a tiny infant in one of those long baptismal dresses. It was hard to find her inside it, but she was there. (laughs) Suzanne and I, Reverend Suzanne Wilson-Vossett, officiated her confirmation when she was a teenager. And Suzanne accompanied accompanied her on her post confirmation pilgrimage. And today, we have the great joy of participating in Lexi's ordination to the Christian ministry. What a wonderful day it is! Today's scriptures get to the heart of what it means to be a disciple. Mark relates Jesus' familiar answer to the question of what is the greatest commandment. He tells the scribe who asked the question, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Familiar words. Most of us have heard them many, many times before but Paul in Romans takes it further and he spells out what that might look like. Do not be conformed to the world, Paul says, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. For Paul, discipleship has to do with transformation. Transformation of ourselves into the people that God wants us to be transformation of our world into a place of justice and equality and peace. Paul talks about spiritual worship, but what he means by that is more than just the services that we have on Sunday. Paul is talking about the offering of our whole lives, all that we say and do each and every day. And he reminds us that we are one body, a group of believers, each of us with different and unique gifts to be used to help the body function, to build up the body of Christ. And remember, Paul is talking to all of us not just those of us who are ordained, those of us who feel a call to ordination. He's talking to every single one of us. That you in the passage is plural. It means all of us. As Martin Luther King Jr. once said, human progress never rolls in on wheels of inevitability. It comes through the tireless efforts of women and men Willing to be co-workers with God. Willing to be co-workers with God. A story. My husband Bill and I are still very close to our oldest friends from college. They are grandparents too. They live in the Catskills and their son and his family lives in Connecticut. Most Friday nights in the good weather the Connecticut family makes the trip to the Catskills for the weekend. Now, of course, when you are in the New York metropolitan area traffic on a Friday night, you never quite know when you're actually going to reach your destination. So our friend Michael has a solution for that. He has taken to making a big pot of pasta sauce on Friday afternoon. As soon as the family arrives, whatever time that might be, he boils up the pasta and they are ready to eat. And everybody by that time is starving and they just can't believe how good Michael's pasta sauce is. But there's more to this simple supper. You see, Michael has told his grandchildren that the reason it tastes so good is that there is a secret ingredient in the sauce that he will never reveal. And so the kids keep trying to guess what he puts in that sauce to make it taste so good. So one day the 13-year-old told his brother, I know the secret ingredient. Now this is a very bright child. He reads very complicated science books for pleasure. He tried to explain the black holes in the universe to me once and I think I was one of his failures. I just didn't get it. (laughs) But he said, yes, I know what the secret ingredient is. It is love. Well, his 11-year-old brother wasn't buying it. (laughs) Now, this child is an athlete. He is happiest on a ball field of any sort. And when he's not playing a sport, he is reading a book series about the best athletes in the world. You know, he said... Love isn't the secret ingredient. And his brother said, well, yes it is, and no it isn't, and it went back and forth for a while. And then he said finally, well, what is the secret ingredient then? And his younger brother said very clearly, the secret ingredient is grit and determination. (laughs) Well, you had a laugh. I mean, grit and determination are fine in a soccer game, not so good in your spaghetti sauce. But you know, the more I thought about their conversation, it occurred to me that perhaps a combination of love and determination, with maybe a bit of grit thrown in, is exactly what is needed for today's disciples. Given the condition of our world, given the challenges in our churches, we need disciples who are not faint hearted. We need courageous people who will be co-workers with God to bring about transformation in our world. We need people with diverse gifts to build up the church and to vision new ways of being church in this changing world. Lexi, on this special day, we ask blessings on your ministry. May it be faithful and courageous. May it be fruitful and creative. May it be determined with maybe a little bit of grit sprinkled in, and most importantly, may it be full of joy, amen.